about I put the kettle on? I just want a shower. Of course. I don't mind staying a while. You know, to help if you, if you want. Are you okay? Can't believe this. Me either. I mean you. Where were you, Eden? Where were you when this was happening to her? Well, I, I, I didn't even know. You're supposed to be her friend. How could you let this happen? Don't you think I hate myself enough? We are Science Sophie. This is Coastal News, a home and away podcast. Your weekly episode companion podcast for your favourite Aussie soap. Right, I'm back. You're back. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Hello, I'm good. Thank you, are you? Oh, Stella, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I must say, before we go any further, I know many of our listeners got in touch but a happy birthday for last oh, week thank you yeah once again everybody that, that got in touch with me on social media that was so kind uh, really appreciated every single message so yeah i had yeah. a lovely birthday and i got spoilt rotten so milked it like a cow didn't you girl? i did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> why not <laughs> absolutely what did you get uh, anything I nice ma- i mainly got money i'll be honest because like you wow. know Girls got to go around. Girls got to eat. Um, mm. <laughs> but I got I got a beautiful uh, original piece of art from mum and my dad of Dave Grohl because he's you know love of my life. Saw the um, pictures, amazing. I got a handbag, some trainers, uh, some like toiletry bits and pieces from Rituals because that's my my fave shop. Um, I got loads of stuff. Um, so so much. Pretty good. Pretty good haul here. It was. I mean, I honestly, I got spoiled, rotten, and I got cake. I got balloons. I got sweets. Everything spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Do you feel any different? No. <laughs> that, that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't feel any different. I hope you don't look any different. <laughs> yeah. Never. Um, well, until next year. I know. Happy yeah. birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> no worries. We also must mention that um, Home and Away, on your birthday, mm. won a Loki. I know. This is what I, this is what I wished for when I blew out the candles on my cake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please let Home and Away win the Loki. And then, you know, it did. So I, I take this on, you know, it was me asking the universe for this. Yeah. Manifested it. Thank you. It did. On yeah. behalf of all Home and Away viewers. <laughs> Uh, thanks for that one. Yeah, awesome. most popular drama. I think I think um, Alf was on one of the news reels saying yes. it's like it's their 49th Loki. <laughs> They've had more Lokis than Octillers. But well, well deserved. And I yeah. think, I mean, we're going to talk into it, obviously, the week mm. we're watching right now here in the UK shows you 
what amazing television this show makes and how underrated it sometimes is. So yeah. um, congratulations to all the cast, crew, everybody involved in the show, the whole team, the whole flaming gang. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, well deserved. We were well happy, weren't we? Commiserations for the old diner, diner chicks there. Yeah, that was it, a shame that they didn't get... And, and James... Um, as well, because James was nominated, oh, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But there's always next year. Yes. There's always next year, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. Now, speaking of drama of the year, most popular drama. I mean, mm. this week have we had a bucket loads of it, Sophie? Oh this... my god, I'm frazzled. Stra- <laughs> <laughs> strap in, right? This is gonna be not strap on. This is gonna be. Oh, this is gonna be a, a pod pod and a half, right? All the emotions. Oh now you've got me pod and a half strap on. I can't. I can't. I need a minute. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Whew. It's gonna be one of them days. Okay. It is. It is. And it's not all gonna be like probably a bit of a bit of a heads mm. up to listeners. And if you've obviously watched the show this week, most of you will have done you, and that's why you're listening to us. Mm. But some of the topic of conversation might be very sensitive. So just just a heads up. Um, but we'll try our best to to um, end on a light note, eh? End mm. on a light note. Do you want your headlines, Sophie? I do, I do. Cash and the rest of YCPD rescue Justin from Vita Nova. And yes, that was this week. <laughs> we <just checked. laughs> Marilyn's fight against stunning organics reaches an explosive climax out on the gully road. Mac agrees to take a step back out of Xander and Kate's friendship. And Felicity has her drink spiked, leading to devastating consequences. Please take the time to like, subscribe and review Coastal News wherever you source your podcasts and ensure you never miss an episode. So, Justin, if you remember, cast your mind back. This feels like ages ago, I'll be honest. It it does. (laughs) It does, it does. Monday? It it doesn't help how we've been recording lately. But, um, yeah, Justin, he was shot in the leg by Mm. crossbow Baldy, if you remember. Was it Baldy or Beardy? It was Baldy. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely Baldy. Mm -hmm. Definitely Baldy. Man down, the jig is up. And it looked, I mean, I'm a bit squeamish at best times. It looked painful didn't it um and now andrew's got to sort of try and help him andrew wants to help him which was honestly music to my ears actually because i was a bit Mm. worried about i was you know we were on the fence weren't we last time we spoke and i was a bit worried about whether andrew was team defoe or team justin you know Mm. um she won't allow it anyway you know he's in a really bad way he's trying to you know he's sneaking in isn't he he's trying to trying to help him out he's trying to put pressure on his wound and she's coming in and she's locking him back up and oh gosh and Andrew's trying to help him again and you're just thinking will this ordeal ever end or is Justin going to just bleed to death on this scruffy mattress in this Mm. what looks like an abattoir (laughs) Um, (laughs) and then (laughs) 
He's, there's lots of mention of his dad during these scenes. I don't know if you noticed. So my yeah. dad taught me how to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Um, you know, this is wrong. You know, you're a good person. So I quite, because I'm. we've been looking for clues about the dad and the safe house, haven't we? And, you mm-hmm. know, so the ears were pricking at this point. Yeah. He does say to him, go and find my phone. And thank God he does. He gets himself down to uh, Margot's office of some kind, gets himself mm. in that cabinet, risking it all he is. Um, did you notice that cabinet had an all-seeing eye on it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Quite like that. <laughs> Watching you. Hey, yeah. he, he, not only can Andrew swim, he could have picking a lock and all, he had that open in mm. no time, that cabinet. He's been, he's been taught some survival skills, definitely, he hasn't has, he? He has. He won't read you a night bedtime story, but he'll pick a lock. You know, he's got his strengths, he's got his strengths, poor lad. Um, he calls, he calls, oh, gets the phone, doesn't he, quite quickly, and calls the police. Or does he call the police or does he call he the calls Leah? Yeah, and That's Leah's it. with Cash, isn't she? So Cash is there and Cash calls the backup or whatever. Well, I, well, did you notice Cash was immediately alerted to his, the phone being switched on? Like... Oh, yes, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Ping! We've got a t- we've got a signal. What? It's been a second. <laughs> He's at the compound. Why? <laughs> Blimey! Yeah, must be strong network there. Wow. Telstra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then this all leads. To, I mean, Leah's beside herself, isn't she? Mm. You know, she. You know, I mean, the what? What she, her What she feared was true. He's there. He's hurt. He's in a bad way. That's all she's heard. Police then storm, that's enough for them to be allowed in, and they storm the compound. Margot's not going quietly, is she? You traitor! You traitor! <laughs> um, Cash is telling her, it's over. You know, they're mm-hmm. taking her into custody, and she's at it. You're killing us all, because, you know, this whole doomsday prepper stuff. Uh, it's what Andrew's father wanted. So I'm um, ears pricked again. Because we mm. didn't know whether Andrew was friend or foe of Vita Nova, did we, Andrew's dad? It's not uh, Andrew... clear, yeah. I still don't think it is, do you? Well, the only thing that's really confusing me is why were Andrew and his dad in that house and not living on the compound? Because I thought before it was because they were hiding from his mum because his mum had obviously dubbed them into police and like reported him missing, etc. He's with the cult. But they, the cult have known for 10 years that Andrew's mum's been dead because they obviously killed her. So yeah. why is Andrew and his dad still hiding in this house? That's the only bit that doesn't quite add up for me. What were they hiding from? Exactly, and, and it's not been explained. And, and um, no, we've not we've not been back since this arrest, have we? We've not seen. No. I feel like we need to see Margot being mm. cross-examined, being mm. questioned, finding out the answers. We we sort of need Andrew to open up as well, but we have, we've just parked it at this point, haven't we? We've not seen mm. them since. No. So I'm holding out hope for this week because I'm left with, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that Andrew's out of there and Margot's behind bars, but mm. I've, I've got so many questions. I've got more questions than I started with, with mm, regards to the safe house, why Andrew was there. She She's obviously screaming, all his father wanted was for him to be safe. So mm. did the father think that he wasn't safe at the compound? Yeah. You, you know, she's contradicting herself and I'm getting confused. Mm, I am. And I want to know, yeah. we heard about Andrew having a sister as well. So does the sister know now that her mum's dead? True. 
Yeah. And, and will, will they see the sister in the bay? Will she come and meet Andrew? Like, I've got loads of questions oh, about yeah, that. Of course. Is she in, Is she there? Is she at the compact? Like, th- th- there's so much that would that needs to. So I hope this is. I hope this isn't it. Mm. <laughs> um, I really do. Uh, Justin's rushed to hospital, isn't he? Finally, you know, with this crossbow in his leg. Except this. Um, so uh, Leah's there too. Um, Margot's brought in for a psych evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> right <Fail>. past. <laughs> That'll be a you. <laughs> See me later. <laughs> um, and she's again. She's yelling at Andrew, and she's on her way past. Fancy bringing her through there. I know, really? that, was, that was a bit dumb, wasn't it? Surely she'd have been assessed in custody. Mm. Anyway, we'll Jenny that bit. But it did give us this amazing moment. <laughs> Good old Leah, because she's she's mouthing off, isn't she, at them all? If your father knew, he would, he would be so ashamed of you, you traitor, blah, blah, blah. And she just... Slea just slaps and shuts her up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It, it was, was good, a, wasn't it? It was such a Peggy Mitchell slap. You know, I just, it was like when Peggy used to slap Pat around the chops on EastEnders. And I, I felt it. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? It was a good one. And so we don't good. get that often on Home and Away, really. No. Um, we don't get too much of that sort of women is, fighting. It is funny, though, because... You know, on, oh, we have to remember that her partner Justin is currently—he's mm-hmm. he's been he's been convicted of assault and he's doing anger management, and she's quite angry with him for the fact that he can't hold his temper and all that. And then Leah does this, and we all praise her. So I am—I do feel <laughs> a little bit hypocritical, like. But I was—I did enjoy it. I'll be honest; I would have loved yeah. to slap, slap her as well. But it's—it yeah. does. It does feel a bit wrong to, to praise her for that and to, you know, condemn Justin for what he did. Yeah, you raise a good point there, absolutely. And we'd have condemned Justin, some, especially me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so you are right to bring that up and tell me off. You are right. However, no, in that moment... I'm the same. I enjoyed it. But <laughs> I do feel this, like, pang of guilt where I'm like, it is assault and it is illegal and she probably shouldn't have done it. But, oh, my God, it was good. <laughs> It was good. In that, I actually felt the release, even though it wasn't me who committed it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Honestly, and I, I, I exhaled a noise that was yeah. somewhere halfway between a laugh and a cheer. Oh, I just went at Ooh. the TV. <laughs> just like this weird, like inward gasp. Like, <laughs> I loved it. And Margot turns to Cash as she says, "Are you going to charge her with assault?" Mm. I didn't see anything. <laughs> in a I room thought. full of people i know hilarious. yeah <laughs> it was hilarious but it was camp it was camp's it was, christmas it was it was good loved mm-hmm. it loved it stuff so we've got lots of questions now where we go from here we mm. we've got her being psych evaluated when i want to see her get cross-examined we i mean they've all been a bit tied up with all the other events this week mm. and the law enforcement so i'm wondering where she's been for the next three days um <laughs> is she just bobbing I around she's the uh, i reckon she's in with heather sharing a cell with heather somewhere having a little chat about the bay and how much they hate the people there making yeah. bombs mm. yeah because they've both got <laughs> Leah as a common en- enemy, haven't they? Because that's true. Heather kidnapped Leah, so that'd be quite funny. That's true. 
<laughs> very true, very true. Mm. Um, yeah, it would be funny that actually. We just <laughs> want to have it back, really. Um, we just need like a psych ward episode. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. <gasps> Spin off, yeah. Let's see where we go. Let's see what we find out. Um, there's more, right? There's more coming. Have you oh, heard anything? No, I don't know anything about the Andrew stuff. So, yeah, there must be more to come, but I haven't heard anything. And selfishly, I want to see a bit more. Of, I don't want the, the cult to just be a bit over now. Like, mm. selfishly, I sort of want that to go on a bit more. Um, because as cults go, it's not going down as my favourite. I no, I don't really know why she kept screaming, you've undone all our hard work. I was like, what have you actually done? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. We're all going to die now. Yeah, you were anyway. You were, you're just living in a caravan on a field. I don't, I don't understand. Just looked like they were camping. How can they survive, I assume, nuclear war or something like that <laughs> that's going to wipe out the entire population? You know, something really bad. How were they prepping for that? I don't. I still don't understand how they thought they were no. going to survive the apocalypse. No, me neither. Mm. Me neither. Um, <laughs> Cash does say to her, though, "We're all going to die, but not today." <laughs> that, made me laugh. <laughs> that was so action B movie. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. You know, I love a B movie. Oh, dear. oh gosh. Let's see. We'll 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 park this till next week's app, and we'll mm. come back and we'll see if uh, if anything's progressed. I'm mm. expecting it to. So, meanwhile, in the bay, Marilyn, she's late for work. Many an interview to give. You know, she's mm. in high demand is Maz at the minute, and she's heard about this box. If you remember last week, a, a box was delivered to the diner. Kirby took delivery of it. Stunning organics blazoned all over the front of it. Must have been some kind of mistake, but it's, it's in everybody's way, this box. And if you remember, Leah took it back to hers because people were tripping over it. We thought that was a bit strange rather than just stick it outside or in the stock room or something. But anyway, Leah took it home, didn't she? Mm. And now Marilyn's heard that it's at her house and agrees to go and pick it up on a break. Now, the whole reason this box is ending up there is because the playing a bit of a game with you we know as the audience we've had a zoom into the box we know there's a bomb in there yet to go off but the characters don't so they're passing it around like it's all very innocent and we're like it's gonna go off it's gonna go off on me it's gonna go off on cash it's gonna go off on irene like that's the whole point of this mm. pass pass the parcel that we did for about three episodes <laughs> i was happy to go with it because had i not lived in the uk and had zero spoilers um, although I do try to avoid many, you do see that it's impossible to avoid them all. Mm. Um, so we knew there was a bomb happening, didn't we? But yeah. um, the um, what do you want to say? Yeah, I can imagine getting well into that. Like, who's it going to go off on? You know, mm. you can imagine it, can't you? You know, yeah. who's got the bomb today? You know, now somebody else has got it. This is exciting. Yeah. Just sort of take the edge off a bit, knowing a little bit about what goes on. But never mind. Yeah. She agrees to pick it up. So she goes over on a break and she's like, sorry, Irene's being cranky about the box. <laughs> and then <laughs> takes the box back to the dine. And, and Leah's like, shut up, get out. I've got more things going on. My husband's missing. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't actually tell her does she she just goes i'm busy get out <laughs> rack off <laughs> i was like okay that was that was rude even for leah 
you know, she she can yeah. be rude, but that was she rude. Can be, she can be Tres rude. Mm-hmm. Um, and the box is now back at the diner. So this was like the next day. It's back at the diner. It's come full circle. And Mazzy's. This wound me up. I'm sorry, but it got kicked out of the diner and it got sent home with Leah and Cash all night. He was literally sitting next to it on the coffee table all night. And now it's back in the diner again. And that's okay, apparently, for it to be in the diner now. <laughs> Come on. Leave it in the car. Leave it somewhere. The fact it's gone right back to where it was. It was no, there was no point in it being removed from the diner. I'm like, are we blowing the diner up? Come on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and I'm putting two and two together because I'm like, the pear's gone. You know. Mm. Um, I tell you what I was doing though. Every time this, if someone was near this bomb, I kept going, "What's that mysterious ticking noise?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Lady>. oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh dear! Yeah. Um, was that one of the first internet's first viral videos? I bet it was one of the early ones, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. All that badger, badger, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> mushroom, mushroom, snake. <laughs> There's people listen to this that don't even know what we're on about. That's, that's oh the my sad god! Bit. Oh my god! Um, right, so it's back at the diner, and we then see a man. We cut to a man watching videos of Maz. You know her threatening video she did with Kirby oh, the week yeah. before, and we what looks like a man. We presume. Is mm. studying organic CEO. So you and I were talking last week. Mm. It might have been on first look. Can't remember now. This doesn't sound like the way a company operates. It sounds like a rogue loner mm. with a big vendetta. And we were a bit sus about it even. Well, I, I certainly was sus about it even being stunning organics and it being somebody else yeah sort of seizing an opportunity and mm. this to me confirms that like this isn't some sort of corporate person you know working in the corporate world thinking let's send a few bombs and show her a message <laughs> and try, try and murder somebody like mm. this is somebody who is very dangerous and yeah. we saw a sh- we saw a shoulder mm. am i jumping to a conclusion here saying it's a male I don't think so. I got the same impression. I don't know whether it was the, you know, the outline, the silhouette of the person that we saw that made mm. me think it was a, a bloke. I don't know. I, I assumed the same thing. Um, it was all very Inspector Gadget, you know, sitting in a chair, looking at a screen and plotting revenge against someone. I loved it. I thought it was really good. <laughs> I really yeah. liked it. I did. Yeah. I did, and it a great way to end an episode because I'm like, oh, and obviously I'm like trying to work out. You uh, when you watch these shows, you obviously try to piece it together yourself, like you're trying to trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a major clue. And the first time we've sort of had a glimpse at what's behind or who is mm. behind it all, really, mm. um, on face value, stunning organics, big bad CEO. Mm. What is it? Is it? I, I don't, don't know. I've got some some theories from the internet uh, to talk Ooh, about in right. in in your say on the bay later. Okay. So okay. We'll, oh yeah. We'll discuss we'll it in, in length. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. That'll be that'll be interesting because um. I think you and I are leaning to the same same direction with it, are we? 
I think it's got to be some random. I just who's maybe masquerading and hiding behind the fact that she's she's been so vocal in in the newspaper about it being you know her one woman fight against selling organics and someone else has obviously got a grudge and has taken the opportunity to to do this. I don't know, or maybe mm. someone at the company has gone on a on a one person rampage. I, I, I just don't think it's the company as a whole. All the company's evil. Or I don't know. It's just a bit strange. Seems yeah, that seems a bit a bit too much of a stretch, doesn't it? So, yeah, just not yeah. sure. It did More feel of like, shoulder man, I say. Yeah, it did feel like the buddy in 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 Inspector Gadget. You know, when he's on the chair and you just see his arm stroking a cat looking at a screen and it just felt very much like that like a baddie like a proper i don't know mm, yeah, not sure yeah. just don't don't feel like it's studying organics i feel like there's a twist coming yeah i do 100 percent, i do as well um i still think i'm still trying to link the cult to it I'm still, mm. it's a work in progress um because i think they are the only ones evil enough about mm. at the minute that, yeah. that it could be the um, we did a poll, didn't we? Are you going to cover that in your say? We did a poll. I am. Yeah. Oh, fab. We'll come to that later then. <laughs> um, right. So then John is there. He's talking about hiring a van, isn't he? Randomly. So he's, he's at going the to the tip because he's, he's got all go... the jobs for Mr. Stewart, hasn't he? That's <laughs> been landed yep. on his desk, keeping him busy while Mr. Stewart's in Marimbula, I think. Yeah. So he's doing a tip running, he needs a van for it. <laughs> so she, she's, uh, Marilyn's like, you know what, Dan, take my box. In fact, take all of those over at Irene's house. I'm thinking, blimey, are they still there? <laughs> she's a good um, friend, isn't she, she is. Irene? She can't stand one in the diner, but she'll have 41 <laughs> in a living room. Um <laughs> Um, so he takes the box and he says, yeah, I'm going to get a van. I'll take it and I'll take it to the tip for you. And that'll be the end of Sunday Organics, out of my life forever. That was such, so, so massively stressed that that is the end mm-hmm. of Sunday Organics. You just it was knew it was foreboding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now I'm like, oh, the bombs at the time, the bombs at the surf club now. So it's in the office at the surf club and John's writing things on it. Or, you know, he's leaning on it. I'm like, John. What's that mysterious ticking noise? <laughs> oh gosh, I was getting stressed out. I knew it. I knew it doesn't blow up there, but I'm still getting stressed out about it. So, yeah. and he's just redecorated the whole bloody circle. No, imagine. <laughs> Paint's oh, not even dry. Paint's not even dry. Um, now, Maz then starts receiving threats, doesn't she? Mm. Presumably from Shoulderman, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm on his YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, saying things like, you know, you need to retract your accusation. Rue's stealing the phone and saying, he doesn't scare me. Let's let's send a reply. What a load of rubbish. The stuff's mm. gone to the tip now. End of end of those. He's all bark and no bite, I think she says. Mm. Um, but then, unfortunately Marilyn receives a message saying too late and she's no idea what this even means too late for what she's flapping she's worrying what is going on and then the bomb you know we were talking about this bomb was it ever going to go off we were actually talking on last week's podcast because you know 
super fans like mm-hmm. this bomb wasn't even ticking it wasn't even moving there was a clock but there was nothing on it and we were like how does the damn thing even detonate god damn it <laughs> um and it was obviously attached to that uh, that phone so mm. um we had an hour then set too late an hour to go and um john's loading it into the van and he's on his way. Ruse even agreed to go with him and help him out with this huge list Mr. Stewart's given. So the both of them off to the tip in the van with the bomb. And Marilyn then receives a boom warning with a picture of said bomb. Mm. And then the colour drains from her face. Panic. Mm. There's a bomb in the van. John's got the bomb. It's going to go off. She screams hilariously, I thought. I was started crying laughing. <laughs> bomb, bomb, there's a bomb, there's a bomb. <laughs> she was screaming at the phone when it wasn't even ringing yet. It's hilarious. <laughs> Love her. Love her. Uh, I was running outside shouting, bomb, bomb. I'm like, calm down. <laughs> Evacuate the diner if that happens. When you, you, loads of people sat in the diner and all they could hear was, this, it's a bomb. And they're all just still sitting there. <laughs> oh, Irene Very didn't chill. have to ask twice, did she? I said to you, I said she looked like she shit a brick when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> Irene's, Irene got bombed at the hospital. I bet she had right flashbacks mm. to that. Yeah. Your normal reaction would be, what? Are you crazy? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> but not Irene. Irene's like duck and cover. <laughs> <laughs> Irene's getting PTSD from the last time flashbacks. Oh, God. Bless it her. was unintentionally hilarious. Do you not think? Oh, it was. It was perilous. It was definitely perilous. But it there was that slight daytime soap comedy tinge to it, which I needed to be honest. Because if it had been, you know, this week's been really heavy generally, hasn't it? So I think yeah. this needed to be a bit. It's it's scary, but it needed to be a bit lighter, didn't it? The story. Yeah. I guess it did. It did. Marley hears the the, the cries about bums, and <laughs> agrees to. Agrees to chase in his nice white, bleach mm. white, nicely pressed hoodie. Hoodie, yeah. Manta ray hoodie. I'm thinking he's going to get that mucky. Going to get that mm. mucky. Um, goes and chases John and Rue in the van in his little VW camper, whatever it is, um, trying to warn them. So he's beeping behind the car, you know, that whole music, you know, the, the incidental music's got me all stressed out. They mm. can't hear him. They're like, who's that beeping us and flashing us behind us? What about the time's Rue? running out. Rue <laughs> oh. was holding her phone going, why is Marilyn trying to call me a thousand times? Here she's calling me again. Why don't you bloody answer your phone, woman? <laughs> I was losing my rag. It was it was a bit stressful, wasn't it? And I'm thinking it was only six times anyway. I can see the screen. But why um, why why say, oh, why is someone phoning me? The quickest way to find out is to answer your bloody phone, Rue. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Rue, I'd well answer my phone. I would if someone if Marilyn <laughs> six, time, six times in a row, I'd think, mm, maybe I can answer this. <laughs> fair dues. Fair mm. dues. Um right. All this is happening. The incidental music is getting very loud. I'm getting a bit stressed. 
Right. I'm sure you yeah. are too. The time yeah. is we've got seconds left on this bomb in the back, haven't we? Oh, I am I am absolutely having kittens here. And Marley gets them to stop. He jumps out of the car. He's running over to them. Get out of the van. Get out of the van. It's, you know, doesn't actually explain what it is. They're just like, what the hell? He's telling us to get out. I mean, you would just sit there and be like, what's he saying? What the fuck's he talking about? You would do, <laughs> wouldn't you? You would. So, he, he didn't say the B word, I think, which was no, a mistake. Because if no, you'd he heard that. Talked... But then even then, you'd just be like, you what? I don't know how I reacted. <laughs> I think I'd just be like, did he say what? <laughs> I don't know. Unless know. you add Marilyn's, uh, Irene's experience, so you just immediately duck and dive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Out> the window. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Don't need to tell me twice. Um, and <laughs> they, they, they get, they agree to get out because they realise he's frantic, right? Mm. So they, just as they start to get out of the van, massive explosion, mm. huge. I mean, Ma- Marley is sent flying. The van is in smithereens. I mean, when you look at that explosion, it was really, really well done. I mean, mm. bravo, bravo. Yeah. As as exciting bombs go, that was a good one. Good good explosion, it was. Yeah. It was. It was thoroughly enjoyed. Behind the scenes, available on our Twitter. That courtesy of mm. you. Thank you very much. Um, now, I'm looking at this van thinking, John and Rua Soup here. Mm. There's no way you've survived that. No, it the whole thing was like you. Even the doors were off, weren't they? Because it, it showed at the end of that episode, it showed the kind of from behind the van in flames, uh-huh. and you could see the passenger seat and the driver's seat both on fire. And I yeah. thought, well, there's no getting out of this, is there? They had about three seconds left on the timer when they opened the doors. I'm sure. Oh, three seconds is quite a long time when you think about how long it probably takes to get in and out of a car. Yeah, but then to get away from the blast. Well, this know. is it. So we, we obviously, that was seen on Thursday's episode. We come to Friday, don't we? You know, mm. all post, post-blast. post Nobody can hear a thing. And mm. we do realise that John and Rue are some distance away from the van. Mm. But they are in one piece. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, they, they've not lost limbs and ears and things. So... I'm thinking they must have got out of the van because it wasn't clear when the explosion happened whether they got out. You no, know, it, it was wasn't. a bit like have they just like like to kind of phrase that you used barbecued in front of our eyes, <laughs> or <laughs> didn't put that on, didn't put that on Twitter. That was on WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, that was a private one. Um, not anymore. Sorry, um, I was giggling. <laughs> or. You're thinking now it's only the next day, a whole 24 hours later. You're like, okay, they must have got out and then been catapulted, yeah, by the blast, you know. I and guess and the then blast their injuries push you away from it because I don't, I've never been in an explosion, thank god. But I guess when it goes off in front of you like that, you must get pushed backwards. So maybe they, maybe their injuries are from the impact of the explosion and not from the actual fire. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how it works. Yeah, and and they're so, like I said, they're some distance away, so they must have got out mm. of the vehicle just in time, mm. and then been they've obviously been still close enough to the vehicle to be to be yeah. really seriously injured. Now mm. John seems to be 
a little a little bit better off than Rue does. Rue is like paralysed, isn't she? As mm. far as we know, she can't feel her legs. She can't move. Johnny's at least talking a bit. Rue's crying out for a dad. I mean, these are frantic scenes here. She's taken to the hospital. Poor Bree's put a shift in this week. She's been called in again. Mm. Um, got no feeling of her legs. Wants to dad. You know, Marilyn's and Ryrene have rushed in there. She's feeling dreadful, isn't she? Mm. I mean, what these scenes, this explosion, the aftermath, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm a bit worried, I'll be honest, because obviously Rue is looking really serious. Alf's in Marimbula, so he's going to be on his way down there now. And Marilyn's going to be beating herself up. I just... Yeah, I mm. I should be more concerned about Rue, but actually I'm more concerned about the people around her and how they're going to be coping with her being in hospital and the guilt that Marilyn's going to feel, the guilt that Kirby's going to feel. And watching Mr. Stewart break next week and hoping to God that Mr. Stewart and Marilyn don't fall out over this because they need each other. Oh, of course. I've not even considered that at this point, you know. But you're yeah. right. I'm really worried about the fallout of this. And uh, bless her, it's nothing to do with Rue, the bits that I'm worried about. Because I'm I'm like, well, Rue's in the hospital. She's the best place for her. It's everybody else that's going to fall apart now. And that's what I'm worried about next week. What are you thinking? Well, I'd not thought about that, but now it's all I can think about. Oh, sorry. Um, it's all right. I was thinking from like, because I've got like one of those minds that's like, find a solution now. You know, mm. and I'm just thinking, shoulder man, what's he going to do next? Mm. You know, he's, he's not over. Well, he's missed the target. He was mm. intending to get Marilyn. He's missed it. Um, Marilyn's, Marilyn's confidence in the police has waned a bit. You know, there's been a few comments this week about, oh, what are they going to do if I report this text to him? Oh, you know, what if I go down to yeah. the police station, it's just a waste of time. Like, her confidence in the police is waning a bit. And, and Cash does promise her in tonight's episode, you know, well, we'll find them who did this. And I'm like, will you, I though? Think, I don't think they did take it seriously enough, actually. And I was thinking about this tonight, because on Friday's episode of Half Past Six, Cash is back in the police uh, station, and he's looking through the file again just before Kirby comes in to be interviewed. Mm. And he's looking at one of the threats that was made, one of the phone call threats that was made, and he's on the phone to somebody, I assume, at an, you know, another police department that's maybe the technical analysis department or something, I don't know. And he's saying that there's a missing piece of the paperwork and he's chasing up the paperwork from the first threat. So I'm wondering whether maybe they did trace it back then, but Cash hasn't got the paperwork for it. So it was never like followed through or I feel like they have dropped the ball on this a bit. And there is a... Yeah, it is probably their fault for not taking yeah, it more seriously. It seems to, yeah, you're right. It seems to be related to the traces on the phone numbers, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think someone's so, dropped the ball here, and maybe it didn't have to come to this, but I don't know. I just took that from one line that he said when he said there's a missing bit of paperwork. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel the exact same, and I feel like it's going down that route, me. Mm. And, and like I say, Marilyn said a couple of things this week, like, what are the police going to do? They can't do anything. I've got to go down there again to report every text message. They're doing nothing. Like, you know, she's she's got that sort of I've no I've no confidence that this is gonna get, you know, get solved. So I'm, I'm in a bit like, oh god, what's gonna happen next? Because they've missed the target. Like that's yeah. not what that's not what their intention was. That's no. where my mind was going. What about cash as well? Because 
Cash this week, he's gone rogue with the whole Justin <laughs> thing. He's it, he's got too close to this case with his sister, which we'll talk about. So that that could turn into something bad. And now he's possibly dropped the ball and on this Marilyn case. Is Cash yeah. going to face some consequences? Because he's not he's not doing a sterling job, is he really? No, no, he's Listen. really not. Um, he's, he's really, really not. He's really struggling, I think. Um, yeah. And I think it, questions should be asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were saying, was it last week or was it the week before? And we were saying, like, oh, nothing will come of this whole Cash going rogue thing. You just, you yeah. watch, you know. Like, yeah. actually, I think... <sighs> When when things like this, it's one thing after another. It's not just the one, you know, trying to help mm-hmm. a young lad out and they can probably turn a blind eye to it. Like, this is yeah. one failure after another. You know, mm. he's already got history as well from that whole bikey stuff of not wearing his vest properly. And yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we might be heading for something for cash as well. I, I completely, completely think that. Um, mm. Deservedly so, actually. Deservedly so. Um, tonight's episode was heavily about the hospital Um, Mm. Marilyn's putting herself up she has broken the news to Mr Stewart so we're assuming he's rushing back as fast as he can probably no Martha keep the bitch staying away and (laughs) um, now there's this moment where I mean poor Rue poor Rue Mm -hmm. we were wishing her dead Um, (laughs) still am (laughs) sorry I'm still still clinging on to the hope that she might go into something worse but there we go she's well where we've left it the weekend cliffhanger she's uh, gone into cardiac arrest has she she's not you know yeah her blood uh, heart's not pumping blood is it around her body Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I I can't remember the medical term for that Brie did say it but it's not in my head yeah, she's crashed basically, hasn't she? She's crashed. Yeah. So flatlined. Trying to revive her, aren't they? Yeah, and that's where we're at. And Marilyn, Ma- we've got to watch Marilyn here. Mm. Okay. Um, and as you say, her relationship with with Alfie something I'd not even considered up to yet. I mean, obviously I would have done uh, when he was back because, like you say, that I'm is really worried. Be, uh... I'm really worried because this is again, you know, when we had last year all the problems with Heather. And he he always takes Rue's side, doesn't he? Because obviously Rue is his his biological daughter. He treats Marilyn like a daughter, but does he really? You know, there is that there's still that disconnect. The way that Rue and and Alf, Mr. Stewart, when the way they treat Marilyn sometimes isn't very nice. And I'm just mm. really worried that they're both going to be really angry with her, even though it was Rue that sent that message and said, you know, we're not scared of you. She escalated it. She then didn't answer her phone. You know, Ruth's got some some part in this. I mean, neither of them could know that there was a bomb. I mean, that's ridiculous. Nobody would have assumed that was going to happen. But I just feel like potentially they could really come down hard on Marilyn and take it out on her. And I, I worry for Marilyn's mental health again. Yeah, yeah, same, same now you say it. Mm. Um, I don't want to see it. No, but if he does kick her out, I'd like her to move back in with, with Irene. I'd be up for that because we've been saying for a long time she really needs to either stand on her own two feet or move in with somebody else. Get, I just want her to get away from room, not necessarily get away from Mr. Stewart, but if it's Mr. Stewart versus Marilyn, you know, with Rue's going to be on Mr. Stewart's side, 
if it's Rue versus Marilyn, Mr. Stewart's going to be on Rue's side. You know, it's, she, he's never going to take Marilyn's side over his daughter's. Mm. So, if Rue, well, yeah. we're talking like we're talking like Rue's going to make it. We know that Georgie Parker's not been filming for a while. She's been. Uh, she's been a boot or something. Yeah, she's been out in a boot. Mm. So, what does this mean here? Is this an exit for Rue? Could we kill Rue off? Like, is this actually happening? Do you think? Well, we did ask for it last year. We did. <laughs> <I think. laughs> Whoops. When we did our um, end of season last year and we talked about what we wanted for next year, mm-hmm. it was one of the things on our wish list, wasn't it? That we'd, we wanted a whodunit and we wanted a mm. big, you know, like the Charlotte King thing with with somebody that was a veteran, somebody that would shake the core, maybe somebody that we wouldn't necessarily miss because I don't think they use Rue's character enough for me to miss her off the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's, she is a bit spare or has been in recent years. You know, she's not yeah, always been like that. They're not writing for her. They're writing her as a side character. They don't, I mean, this is the this is the mo- the main storyline that she's had for, I don't even know how long. When she last was, you know, the, the main character in, in a storyline and not just mm-hmm. a side character. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm just thinking, this is an awful thing to say, but what's more unbearable than ruining ruin a wheelchair or, you know, oh. like... <laughs> Oh God! You know, or Rue bedbound, or Rue, you know, yeah. in her recovery, she's going to be impossible. Mm. However, um, she's going to make me like her more. That's the shame. No, well, that's what I'm worried about. I wouldn't you know, like her more if she died. <laughs> I would well, have felt you know, sorry for her then. on our anniversary a few weeks ago, and you, mm. you were in conversation with, and you were saying we're talking about the 35th year, and it, you know. Mm as a whole and, and you were saying we need something that completely throws the year off like completely yeah. destabilizes the show mm. and i think if they were brave enough to kill rue it mm. would absolutely destabilize one of the pinnacle families of the show mm. um are they brave enough to do it i don't know i mm. don't know but but we know georgie's off doing other things for a while yeah like what does that mean for Rue? Mm. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting, the possibilities at this junction that we're at, you know. Yeah, and it gives Alf more of a choice, you know, because, not being funny, but if, if Rue wasn't in the bay anymore, would Alf be? Would he be in Marimba the full time? I don't know. Well, well, there's a question. Are you ready for Alf? No. An Alfless home and away? No, I'm never ready <laughs> for that. <laughs> That's not what I wanted when I wanted to kill Georgie off. I just, I just wanted. I, they, they either need to start writing her character so that I find her more pleasant to watch because at the moment I just, I find her difficult because she is just that snarky person that treats Marilyn like a, a vulnerable adult, and it really annoys me. And I just think, oh, shut up, Rue! Like, just yeah. have a have a life of your own and stop meddling with other people's lives. If they did that yeah. with her, if they gave her something, because I think the last time she had a decent storyline was with when Ryder's um, father was. Oh, even the that, twin. She was a side. Yeah, she was a side character though. She it still wasn't her story. It was still Ryder's story. But that's the last time she had something meaty in her life, you know, when she was looking after Owen and everything else. So mm-hmm. she needs a she needs a life of her own if they're going to keep her in the bay. You've heard it here first, people. Heard it here <laughs> first. 
get my soapbox out. <laughs> <laughs> right. The other big story in the Bay, Battle of the Bands is here, finally. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going into it very confident, aren't they, Lyric? Um, well, Mercedes is. Well, yeah. God, grief. Good Lord. I don't, <laughs> don't get her at all. Oh, no. um, the rehearsal finally came together after Kirby got her, got her eyes to it because um, we had all that drama with her and Theo and pushing through. Um, there's this underlying jealousy with Brie as well and Mercedes and Remy and that whole thing's rumbling on, isn't it, in the background. Even mm-hmm. on the night where they're performing on Battle of the Bands, Brie's got one eye on what they're looking at and what they're saying to each other. And I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah. God, this is exhausting. Mm. Um, there's this weird thing as well the night before Battle of the Bands and oh, she yes. wants him to stay over yeah. and he says no. And, and then you're like, and Eden has to tell him, you can't see what's happening. Do you? you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Just like, oh, bloody hell. I didn't get this at all. So Bree was like saying, come back to mine, stay the night. And he was going, oh, I can't. I've got to get up early. You know, I've got Battle of the Bands tomorrow. And I was thinking, why can't They're Bree stay? They're out on the Raz. Why can't Bree stay at his house? Why do they have to go to her house? Like, if he wants to, if he wants to be able to be near the band, get up early in his own house and leave with the band, th- he's got a double bed. She stayed over before. I don't get the problem here. Why didn't she stay at his house? Oh, she wants him away from her, doesn't she? Yeah, but Mercedes is staying in in Tane's house. Oh, that's true. She's bad, isn't she? I don't understand. This just totally threw me completely. And then. The Mercedes thing has totally thrown me because I'm all I'm thinking is this chick didn't want a bar of Remy like romantically until all of a sudden he's now got a permanent girlfriend. This is the first we keep being reminded this is the first time he's hooked up with somebody that wasn't a one night stand or a you know a, a, a quick romance or whatever. This is something more more serious, more permanent. He loves this woman. And now Mercedes has got her is she just trying to you know mess up his life? Yeah, destabilize it. I'm like, is she one of those kind of people that just wants to ruin someone else's happiness and get in between a couple? I I think so. Yeah, she's one of them. She's one of them, isn't she? I I think she is. We would, we were WhatsApping about it, weren't we? You were saying the same. Like, is she just interested now because she knows he's unobtainable? I'm like, yeah, 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 Yeah. absolutely. I think she likes the game more than Mm. the prize. Yes. You know I mean? She just, she's just yeah. a bit of a shit stirrer. You know? I, don't think, I don't think she likes to see other people happy. And the fact that he's happy and settled. Because she, like, she even said a weird comment to Flick. Like, oh, I can't believe you're married. Like, why would you want to be caught? You know, why would you want to get married? Which is fine to have that opinion. But to say that to someone else that is married is a bit weird. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. bit weird. Mm-hmm. I just thought, what's, what are you playing at, lady? Like, well... I don't, I don't understand. Like, she can't be happy for other people because it's not what she would choose to do. I find it really weird. I don't think Remy's being very fair either. He must he must realise that mm. his friendship with Mercedes is different to what friendships he has with others and probably needs to be a little bit more sort of um, understanding on how that comes across. And I'm not saying mm. he should change his friendships for somebody, you know, but I just think he needs to sort of be sent. Like, it, after Eden has that word with him, he goes over to hers anyway. Mm. And the first thing out of his mouth is, you don't have to worry about Mercedes. I'm like, 
So you must be aware then that it's upsetting her. So why don't you just dial it back a bit? Well, Eden told him, didn't she? Eden basically said, and by the way, she's not cool with you and Mercedes. But Eden hadn't had a conversation with her. Eden just saw it. Oh, yeah. Like, is Remy blind? He's he's oblivious. He's completely oblivious, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I think because on his side, the relationship is nothing. It's platonic, you know, and he really believes that it is from her side as well. I don't think he's even questioning it. I don't think he's... I don't think he's noticed that she's looking at him differently and she's treating him differently. And Load of melodrama. And I've got a funny yeah. feeling Cash is going to let himself down. Cash, Remy's going to let himself down here, you know. I've yeah. got a funny feeling because she's a piece, she seems like, you know, she wants something, she'll get it type of gal. You know? Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she'll, she'll get it in a way that, I don't know, maybe get him drunk or I don't, I just think there's something bad that's going to happen here. Same, it's a load of melodrama anyway. And they mm. make it to the Battle of the Bands the next day. <laughs> Theo is nervous as all the big crowds when they get there. Did you see them? All 20? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit busier than Salt, let's be honest. Let's, yeah, it was, to be fair. Um, but um, we're supposed to believe they've been touring. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was a big room, though, to be fair. It was quite a big, it was quite a, quite a good venue, actually. I thought it was quite well done. The stage looked good. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, and that's coming from moi. Um, <laughs> he's, he's throwing up, isn't he, in all sorts. His poor mm. Theo, he's absolutely nervous as, but he pulls it off. The set starts and Flick and Bree are there supporting. They've got to be the loudest to get the points for the audience score. So they're there cheering him on, loudest in the thing. Flick has left her drink unattended while she's dancing. Big no-no, as we'll later come on to. So this is where things start to change from this being a big, you know, joyous, competition the band are all excited they're on stage they're playing the set we're hearing all the songs that we've now grown to love haven't we sophie have that um, new one didn't, didn't like that new one <laughs> what was it secrets yeah. or something put an orchestra on it it wouldn't sound better let alone oh, a violin good Lord. Um, <laughs> um and this is where things like i say take a turn so Felicity's mm. left her drink there and we see an anonymous hand got lots of anonymous body parts this week on Home and Away <laughs> an anonymous hand spikes the drink with an unknown liquid mm. so very very sinister turn to the to the events very juxtapositioned I would say because we were brought back to earth with the right bang at this point thinking shit right mm. and um Flick, as the sort of set's going on, as the other bands come on screen, as the evening rumbles on, she's starting to feel crook. And we're getting that through the camera and the effects that we're seeing on screen. And she takes herself out back, doesn't she, for air um, and some water or whatever it was she said she needed to get out of there and breathe. She's, you know, she's obviously intoxicated with whatever she's been spiked with. And she takes tumble down the stairs and appears to be unconscious at this point. I will stop at that moment. What was your initial reaction sort of watching these scenes unfold? I thought this was kept quite well under wraps, so I'm interested to hear what your thoughts were, because I was sort of blindsided a bit by all this. 
Yeah, I mean, we read about this in First Look last week, didn't we, where we read uh-huh. the synopsis, and it, the synopsis didn't give this away at all. It said something uh, devastating was going to happen and that Remy would have to break the news to Tane, and we didn't have a clue what was going on, did we? No. Um, so it did come out of nowhere, thankfully, because the bomb stuff, I saw the spoilers weeks ago, um, but this this I didn't, so I managed to avoid this somehow. Um, but I was just utterly devastated. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I cried for two episodes. Mm-hmm. It was just horrendous. I'm a bit Jackie has. Oh my god, she's just played an absolute blinder with this these this storyline. She's just been brilliant, and I think that's the reason why I was so upset because it felt so. Yeah, it felt real to me. It did. Yeah. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. The fact that the fact that she wasn't feeling very well and she went off on her own, and Bree was too involved with you know being jealous and watching Mercedes to even notice what was going on. Considering you know she's a doctor, that uh-huh. that broke my heart. That you know Flick had gone off on her own to start with. Then the fact that she was staggering around and she was bouncing off the walls, you know, and, and looked dreadful. Looked like she was you know really struggling, intoxicated. And what have you. And she walked past groups of people and they were looking at her. You know, it wasn't like they hadn't seen her. They were looking at her because she was bouncing off the walls. And nobody stopped her. Nobody said, you were okay? Yeah. <sighs> just, that was breaking true. my heart. It was just awful. Um, and then to see her just passed out at the bottom of the stairs. And then you, you don't know what's going to happen at that point. But you just... It's terrifying, isn't it, really? Everyone... This could happen to anybody, you know, men, women. It's just one of those things we, yeah, we hear about this quite a lot. I think I read a statistic about how many people got spiked in Manchester, something to do with them, a Corrie storyline story that happened. And it was a horrendous amount of people getting spiked. I remember talking to you about that and being yeah. utterly shocked. Do you remember? Really shocking. It's something that's mm. that's quite prevalent. And just because it hasn't yeah. happened to you or someone you know doesn't mean it's not not happening. The statistics, I can't, mem- mm. can't actually remember them now, but they were ridiculously high and I was really shocked. So this is a yeah. really important storyline. And I think if anybody, if even one person now going forwards thinks you know, I'll I'll keep an eye on my drink or I won't leave my drink unattended. If even one person changes that, I think they've done a they've done the job, haven't they? Yeah, really? have, absolutely. And boy, have they done the job. Like this, the way the way they've told this, the way it's been performed, written beautifully and mm. sensitively. Yes, um, it wasn't graphic. No, and you can tell a lot of research has gone into. Yeah. Um, how this might unfold and what it looks like afterwards mm. for for the victim, but also for those surrounding the victim yeah. and the event itself. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, you've mentioned Jackie, but hats off to everybody, J- mm. Jackie specifically, but hats off to everybody involved because I'm going to go out on a, on a, on a limb here and say, that might have been one of the best pieces of television I've seen this mm-hmm. year, yeah. if not more. Like that episode that we're that we're currently, you know, up to where we're talking about the drink being spiked, her being knocked unconscious, um, and the whole sort of her coming to 
and mm. re and and realizing she's been sexually assaulted um mm. to to play it so real and so raw on what is a family daytime show yeah and it and it strike a chord is is a phenomenal achievement mm. Um, yeah. and I, and I and I genuinely think I mean you couldn't hear anything in my house watching it not no. a pin drop well you could in no. mine because you could hear me crying <laughs> <laughs> other than that yeah. um and I know I'm a fan and I know I'm going to lap this stuff up right but it's so such an important story that I implore anybody even if you're not a regular viewer if you sort of casual whatever go and watch this episode because mm. it 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 blows blows lots of other things that you trash you watch on tv out of the park yeah absolutely yeah and if, i can't add any more to that really can you i mean we'll, we'll go back to the story so she's mm. come right she's come through she's like i say realized that there's been some sort of assault sexual assault she's got ripped clothes hasn't she she's she's got no recollection she's 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 in a strange place she i mean oh my god she found the strength to pull herself back to the group i mean mm. even that you know i was thinking how she's even managed to find that within her to yeah. get back to the group She's well, I was still clearly feeling the effects of whatever's been put in a drink, isn't she? She's still, you yeah. know, not she's not able to really talk. She just collapses in Eden's arms when she gets back to the group. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. I think for me, the up until this point, until we knew exactly what had happened, it was so heartbreaking for me because it was like being alone in a in a room full of people, which is such a ugh, thing to feel. You know, the yeah. fact that she was she was so out of it. She went off on her own, nobody noticed. Then lots of people saw her on her own and didn't help her. And then she's obviously crawled back on her own without any help as well. And it just felt so, oh, it's just so heartbreaking, that bit. Yeah. And it's a situation we all, like, you know, the the setting, we've all mm. been there. We all yeah. go to clubs and we all go to gigs and we all go to concerts mm. and we all go out to bars. And we're all, you know, it could be anybody that this happens yeah. to. Um, and I think that's why it's so it hits home so so much. The um, Eden is first to notice, you know, and comes right mm. to her rescue. You know, she's what's wrong? Let what let you know. Let's 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 see to you. Let's let's find out what's going on. So Eden very much takes centre stage here in terms of support for Flick, doesn't she? Mm. Um, and it's. Bree's we we sort of the end of the episode then, but next episode Bree's checking her over, so they do realise that Bree's a doctor eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Bree sort of kicks into action, and this scene, you know, where they're in the car, mm. and they've got her there, and Bree's sort of saying, "What happened? You know, what's this? What's that?" And they're looking at her, and the no one's saying it, but everyone knows what's happened. Yeah, and and I thought that was quite a powerful scene. There wasn't even that much dialogue. It was, no. but it was it written out of faces. It was Flick. That this is when I really started to cry because she just she looked at her dress, didn't she? She was trying to cover herself up because I think yeah. that maybe the top of her dress strap had been uh, broken or ripped or something, and she was trying to cover mm. herself up. And and she looked distraught, and she just the way that she just looked at Eden, it was like this moment of realization came over her face where she realized what had happened 
to her. Mm-hmm. And then Eden looking looking at him and then she realised and then she looked at Brie and said to Brie, please tell me this, is, this isn't what it looks like. And that's yeah. when I lost it. I was like, oh my God, Jackie yeah. just, oh, her face. Like, she's such a good actress when it comes to stuff like this. You know, conveying the unspoken feelings and thoughts and things that, you know, and you can feel it, can't you, without her having to say a word. Absolutely. It was spot on, wasn't it? The performance. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That that got me there as well. You know, the lip wobble. Like yeah. that, that was the moment that sort of, I was yeah. sort of keeping it together. I was sad, but sort of keeping it together up until that point. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely a powerful moment. They get her to the hospital on Bree's advice. And that's the first time, really, that she's forced to brutally face what's mm. happened because Bree has to say to her the, you know, sexual, sexual assault, those words, she has to say those to her. Um, mm. And, you know, there's a d- discussion about reporting it and her immediate is no. I don't want to report it. I, I can't mm. face this. My brother's the policeman. I mean, I, he definitely can't find out about it. I thought Brie was quite good here. She manages to talk her into doing the forensic mm. um, test, doesn't she? That we can just we can do it now. We can and we can save it for later if you need it. And I thought that was yeah. quite a good, quite quite a good supportive way of doing it. Eden, of course, is with her the whole time, not pressing it, which I thought was was right to do you know mm-hmm. the last thing she needed was somebody saying you need to tell the police you need to you need to get the bastard you know she didn't yeah. need that at that moment did she this was too no. the most too important much. bit is is what Bree did next you know the kit you know collecting all the samples and everything else the police bit it's important obviously if you if you do go down that route and yeah. decide to, to pursue it and you know um, make a complaint but it's not as time sensitive as as the bit of the hospital that you, you but it's essentially making you relive another trauma which is just oh it's just horrendous that's why that scene was mm-hmm. just so awful to watch it was just oh god it was so and well done it was and they showed it yeah. like what they could obviously on a soap but like yeah. we saw that scene at the years of see you know we've seen these things on soaps before mm. and i'm not so sure we've seen that scene before no, it was very. Else. It was very accurate in terms of the collection of evidence. I mean, that that can take hours. You know, st- you stand on a mat, they take your clothes off, get any evidence that falls off your clothes, bag your clothes up. Then they have to swab pretty much everything. You know, your cheeks, obviously, down below everything else. Take take hair samples, takes samples from under your nails, which we showed. They showed Brie doing as well. You know, in case you've managed to get any DNA from the person. You know, they just uh-huh. it that can take absolutely forever, and obviously it's invasive, and it's you know your dignity and all that stuff again. You've you've already been through yeah. something that's quite yeah. in, indignified, and then it's having to relive it, I guess. So that whole scene, without it being gratuitous and without it being graphic, which none of it was, which I was thought was really clever. Because obviously, like you say, it's the daytime. It goes out at lunchtime. It goes out at quarter two, doesn't it, on the Channel 5. So they can't show anything too graphic or too gratuitous. But they showed the really fragile, vulnerable, awful, invasive side of it without it being that kind of gratuitous thing. It was so well done. I can't even describe it. It was sublime how they managed to capture that fine line. 
Um, yeah. It, it really was. And as well, we're sort of learning, like, this is this is as a result of someone's actions, like someone's, mm-hmm. dis- like, like, well, I, you know, like I said, we've never, we don't often see those scenes before. I'm learning here, like, shit, this is like, this is awful. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is the worst thing that you could possibly do to anybody, you know, to have them have to face this. Yeah. Um, and it made me feel all that. And without, like you say, being too gratuitous. Um, now that's all done, and whilst this is all happening, because we've not really mentioned it, Tane has arrived back from New Zealand. He's not at Battle of the Bands, he's, he's gone home with the duty free, wondering <laughs> where she is. And my mind starts turning to him now and others mm. because I'm a bit like, How's, how's this going to affect him? Mm. what's his actions going to be as a result of it what's going to happen to their seemingly perfect marriage since mm. the wedding I mean they're a fairly newlywed um what's going to be the mental health impact on Tane as well as Flick they're going to be very different yeah impacts but there's going to be an impact nonetheless so I'm I'm, I'm starting to you know worry and panic about both of them to be honest and he's in the dark at this point. Like, he do, he doesn't know. And Remy, it's Remy who has to volunteer. Well, he doesn't have to, but he volunteers to go and speak to him. And he goes mm. and breaks the news to him. And it was just scene after scene of just... Yeah. Th- these performances that are just gut-wrenching mm. for me. Yeah, they were. They were so well done. But like you say, it was just horrible, a horrible watch because it felt so real, I think didn't it it felt like this you know and it's it's so it should be that way shouldn't it because you might not know that you know someone's been through this but you definitely do you know whether it's a friend or a sister or a mom or an auntie or a cousin or whoever and not just not just women obviously this happens to men as well but in this scenario is a woman this this happens so often that you will know someone this has happened to and they may not have had the courage to go and you know have the test done at hospital or, or or go and speak to the police they might they might be something they never discuss with somebody or yeah. but it's oh that's why it's so real isn't it that's why it feels yeah. so so awful and also and also like you don't there's a responsibility on a show like this not to sort of yes glam not glamorize it that's not the right word is it I but know you don't want to yeah you don't want to be flippant or no, too flippant not- about it you can't make it glossy and you can't make yeah. it you know trivial or it was it it was really heavy this week I'll be honest these these couple yeah. of episodes I really wasn't ready for it I really wasn't ready because I was just I was I'm like a really nice la, 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 week and Andrew's <laughs> Andrew's safe and it's all looking good and then this just I was like what it's just yeah. got totally gut-wrenched me I don't know about, about you but I wasn't expecting yeah. it and it's killed me <laughs> and it's happened to like the nicest characters, the characters that we're all invested in. We, yeah. you know, we love these characters. We've gone through a bit of a journey with them. Mm-hmm. This happy, just got, they just managed to get, you know, they finally got married, you know, mm-hmm. cloud nine, wedding of the year. Like, they're, they're beyond happy, aren't they? Um, and it wasn't a picnic last year up until the wedding, was it? You know, they split up yeah. for ages. And, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're thinking, okay, 
what happens now? What happens with this marriage now? Because they've broken up before, you know, and she's gone on, on to become, you know, this binge drinker person. Now, yeah. what's, now what are we facing? You know, we've just got on an even keel with this pair. Like you say, happily married, you know, wh- wh- where do we go now? been a long old road and then this is what soap does to bring them right up and then crash them as low as possible yeah. toys with us um did you notice that we're talking about sort of how hard hitting it was and you know how gut-wrenching there was way during these whole scenes because we had a whole episode really of this mm. like a whole dedicated episode um did you notice that the um, which was episode 8054. Oh, fancy, thank you. I'll need that for the first <laughs> Oh, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah. you, there was a lot less sort of incidental background music. And yes. um, I, I think that that aided my yeah. emotions to surface because um, we get a lot of that music on Home and Away. It's just part of the, the formula of the show. Mm. And this was like the scenes were silent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was just two actors and mm. giving the performance of their life. And it was just, it was just the way it was art. It just, even down to that, you know, and the edits and everything was just, yeah. you know, sublime, really. Mm. Um, and then we have a bit of a period where, Tane sort of empty. He's quiet. He's yeah. shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably trying to process, like, how could this happen? Mm-hmm. There's a Eden's hanging around, isn't she? Um, yeah. Wanting to try and be helpful, and I think that's probably out of her carrying a little bit of guilt mm-hmm. about her, you know, her being there for her, you know. Um, she was on stage and, though I don't think well, Aiden's got any guilt to carry you know the band was on stage when this happened it was Brie that took her eye off Flick you're right but I still think Eden's that type of guy I think I would be like Eden as well like yeah, she wouldn't have we even would. been there you know yeah. like, we'd, we'd, take, we'd take the guilt on we'd take the responsibility on but I don't think you can blame Eden for this at all no, no, yeah, I know you're you're right, but she'll she won't see it the same way, will she? There's no. even this scene in the where where you, Tane sort of semi blows, and he's like, "Where were you? Like, mm. wh- how how could you make? How could this happen under your mm. watch?" And she's like, "You don't think I'm beating myself up about it, you know?" I, you're just thinking. I saw a few comments online about what's he talking about. She's on stage. I'm thinking. But he's he's just sort of trying to process it, isn't he? And he's mm. he's been so silent up to that point, like thoughts are just coming out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and even that, I felt like was a real, like, uh, it's probably how he's I probably would projecting. He's probably projecting as well because yeah. I bet in his in his subconscious, he's probably thinking, if I hadn't gone to New Zealand, if I hadn't got to deal yeah. with my stupid bloody cousin. Yep. And everything that's been going on with him. And now that this has happened, that seems not significant anymore. You know, who cares about the money? It, he's probably projecting because I think anybody would feel guilty for not being there for yeah. her and, be, and being where he was. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not his it. fault at all, but he's probably blaming himself for not being yeah. there. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, he's protector. It's his wife. You know, he's supposed yeah. to be there to, you know, protect her and things. Absolutely. It's keep her from danger. Um, now, talking about keeping things. So then there's this big sort of conspiracy to make sure Cash doesn't know anything about it. Under Felicity's instruction. And mm. you just know it's not going to last long because our, they all know about it. They, all, they yeah. were there. Yeah. So it's not, you just know it's not going to last long. So it's, it's and that inevitability of cash finding out, I felt like was really painful. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, God's sake. Luckily, it was Eden, really, that was the catalyst for it. I loved that. You know, when Tani mm. said, can you come back over and talk yeah. to her? Like, I, she, she might talk to you. And she says, you're underestimating him. Yeah. You know, do yeah. you trust me? Then you should trust your brother. And I think yeah. I think she, that's the moment she got through to her, wasn't it? If I'm right, because she and, was worried, wasn't she, that she was going to get a lecture, which was that made me cry again because she was saying, "No, oh, mm. you know, he's he's told me to be careful, he's told me to be safe, he's told me not to do this, not to do that." You know, she thinks he's going to be mad at her, which just breaks your heart even more, doesn't it? That she yeah. thinks that somebody's going to yell at her for her being in that situation, which is obviously not her fault, you know. Yes, people should be careful of their drinks. Yes, people should be wary when they're out. Yes, people should be, you know, try and stay with their friends and not be on their own. But ultimately, people should not spike people's drinks. People should not attack people. And then these things yeah. wouldn't happen. So it's yeah. not into the victim blaming thing at all. <laughs> so I yeah. felt so awful for her that she was blaming herself and thinking that that's what he was going to say. Because I, I thought, he's not going to say that. He's going to hug you and like feel awful. Which he does. Yeah. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, he does. In, um, yeah, all that is her her anxiety, her mm. inner sort of battle, if you like, of that. I going to say shame, but it is shame, isn't it? It's like yeah. she feels shame for it. Yeah. Um, like she brought it on herself, you know, like, and it absolutely yeah. is not the case. Um, yeah, and 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 luckily he was great with her. Mm. Would you not be uh, that that sort of scene at the beach the next day? And she then decides to to make a statement and report it, and she goes off with Rose. I think that was a good idea. She goes with Rose, doesn't she, to the police station mm. um, to file um, a statement? So yeah, completely blindsided. Very well done. And and now it's like crap. Like mm. this, what what are we doing now? Like I'm worried for all, really. I'm worried for everyone. That obviously the band didn't go ahead with the competition, so mm. like their skin. Um, that's a trivial worry, but it's still you know it's still something. Yeah, we should mention the fact that they did get through to the final, didn't they? They were on the audience vote and then, then they had to drop out, which was the right thing to do. They said, well, I agree. But they are that is a consequence then, isn't it, of this as well, that they aren't going to yeah. get that. Well, there's always going to be that what if. What if they they, did, they played the final? What if they won the yeah. money? What if they could afford the album? It's always going to be that hanging over it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> and then I'm, re I'm really worried about sort of Cash and Tane. Obviously, obviously, I'm really worried about Felicity, but Felicity yeah. aside, um, I'm really worried about Cash and Tane. Cash now has all this other shit going on with bombs going off and, mm. you know, Vita Nova and all that stuff and Margot. Like, 
he's now got his sister he's now his sister's been you know assaulted like oh my god like, i'm you know and, and yeah do you know what i mean like can this get any worse yeah so we will find out hopefully um you know judging by how it's been treated so far we're in for a really sensitive ride with it but hopefully there is light at the end of the tunnel at some point mm. right and we've got time to cover um jamie's missus what's she oh called God. kate <laughs> kate and her tiny allowed... problems <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. um just no, for balance that's harsh. That's harsh. she has got problems but i just i couldn't handle her problems this week i already had too um... much on my plate <laughs> I'm not sure she's got um, anything to be complaining about, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Well, she can't she see got, Timothy. She's got a dead husband. That I feel sorry oh, for, well, for that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about him. But I was like, I still don't feel very connected to her, and because she's just this random woman that we've never seen before. And I was um, like, I'm, I'm reeling from the John thing. I'm reeling from the Flick thing. I'm still reeling from Andrew, and I haven't got time for you, Kate. I'm sorry. I'm not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> we have no more tears. Time, please. <laughs> no more tears left to cry. No. No. Can we just have one problem a week? Because this week was bad. <laughs> Mac is right. She's putting way too much on Xander. Xander's yeah. got this survivor's guilt. Remember, he feels yeah. like he owes something. Like whether whether he says it or not, she's saying, "Oh, I can't now see Timothy anymore because like he's not my child." And I'm like, "Yeah, mm. oh, of course." Like, I, I, and it's it's very 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 sad that your husband has left. But these this is a reality. This is a real consequence of like partners and husbands and wives and things who have children that aren't yours like they're not your children like I, I they're talking aren't they about she you know she's had an argument with her she won't let her see him but then she does let her see him and she goes to see him play golf or something football and then and and Xander's like yeah that's fine that's good isn't it and she's like well no but he won't come and stay anymore and I'm like but but that's because his father's died he needs to be with his mother yeah like and, he'll be grieving as well I think the problem with this storyline is I don't really know and maybe i've missed it i don't really understand how long jamie and kate have been married and how often you know if they if they've been married for years and is it timothy the kid if he comes Mm -hmm. and stays like every other week and he has done for years then she is family to him and it is kind of cruel to take take him away from her but if she's if they've only been together like a few times and they're not really got that close i don't know it I've 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 seen both sides of this. I see the mum's side of it, but I also see her side. Lost. Yeah. If effectively a son, you know, someone that she treats like a son. If that is the relationship that we believe that they had. I suppose, as a grieving wife, his son is probably a connection to him, isn't it? Yes. And it's like yeah. you're losing them both in one sort of double whammy. There, I yeah. saw. I sort of see that side of it. But this whole talk of going for custody, I'm like, are you for real? He's got a mum. Mm. Why don't you just get on board with what the mum wants, you know? And it like you say, if they've been if they've been in each other's lives for a long time, then perhaps she still could be. But custody, custody battles. Look. I think he's probably old enough. That he, I don't know. I've, I've got the impression he's like a 10-year-old. 
maybe I've got that wrong, but they should be asking him, you know, he's old enough to make a decision about who he wants to see or live with or not see or not live with. You would have thought, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I think she's probably not dealing with the loss of her husband yes, and using yeah. this as a major sort of distraction. Yeah. Um, and I guess he's the final link to her husband, isn't he? So I can probably give her that one. But I just yeah. think, and Xander's just sort of a great yes, no, three bags full. So go and speak to a lawyer. And I'm thinking, Xander, that's not the right thing to do. She needs mm. to go and speak to the mum and really, you know, even if it's bad blood, you know, yeah. if it's you want to see Timothy, you need to get on board with the mother is all I'm thinking. And then mm-hmm. thinking, does do I care? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. I can see her point of view. I don't know. I don't know what the, the right thing to do is. I don't think it's necessarily to bring the lawyers out. So I think that's just like you say, it's going to exacerbate things at a time when everyone's feeling awful and grieving. Um, But yeah, at the same time, I'm thinking if she has spent a lot of time with him and she treats him like her son it is like losing her son and her husband in the same mm. same mm. week which is pretty awful isn't it i can see it from that side it is i am surprised that she's not got a leg over yet with Xander, though <laughs> he's not even cold <laughs> it's gonna happen it's prob- it prob- there's probably going to be a, a, an awkward kiss followed by a lot yeah. of running a- running away from each other yeah. i think oh it's gonna happen brief sense oh don't oh <laughs> no i don't want to see it i wish i just wish they would give xander a story that wasn't him latching on to somebody that's going through crap because he, he's done this with patients he's done this with you know people that have been admitted to hospital latched on to people that are going through a really bad time and then they had that weird yeah. fling with that woman that you know treated him like crap oh yeah. I, I don't know what we're doing with Xander. He's just become like the empath of the bay that just gets misused by everybody that's going through loads of crappy Used times. Used and abused, so. yeah. That's yeah. why he suits the bar. That's why he <laughs> suits the bar. Whoa, right, that was a bit of a heavy uh, main <laughs> podcast, wasn't it? Wasn't it just, yeah. Phew. Well, thank you for everybody for getting through that uh, with us. Um, yeah, and let's, are you ready for the next seg- segment, Sai? Um, just about, yeah. Yeah, I think, ready? I think so. We're yeah. ready, we're going to do your say on the bay. Um, so obviously you've Dave. heard all my fave too um everyone's just heard us talking about the last week on homers the last week on homers has been exhausting we've had the end of the cult we've had the end of the studying organics threats and we've had the start of this harrowing storyline with flick it's just been a lot so obviously the main episode that we've just done has probably been quite long i'd imagine so thank you for sticking around and now we're gonna talk about your thoughts so if anyone who's new here uh, what we do now is we have a little look at what you, the viewers of Home and Away, think about the episodes that have gone on air this week um, on everything that we've been discussing on the main segment. So I've been digging through social media. I've been taking some of your comments and your reactions, and I'm going to read those out to Sai. Um, but before I do that, I'm going to let you know that, as usual, we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Threads. 
We're on YouTube and we're still on that app that was formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> which I will not call by its new name. And I will still say that we tweet along. We tweet along. I'm sticking with the, with that word. Mm-hmm. We tweet along with the show while we watch it at 6.30pm Monday to Friday on Five Star here in the UK. And no, we will not be changing our routine. <laughs> It's 6.30pm or nothing. So, uh, yeah, if you're not happy to see spoilers, then please mute us. Um, And apologies, but because of work, we have to do the 6.30pm one. Um, So if you're into your socials, as they say in the Bay, um, look for us on social media. Our account name in most places is at Coastal News Pod or just search for Coastal News Podcast. Come and join us. Find us. Join in with the discussion. Tell us your thoughts. Um, so we're going to read some of your thoughts now. So, first of all, <laughs> we're going to start <laughs> off with the conclusion of the cult storyline. So everyone's been talking about the cult storyline for weeks and weeks and weeks. And mm. this week, there's only one thing that people are talking about in relation. They're not talking about, you know, poor Justin and his crossbow leg. They're not talking about Andrew. They're talking about Leah and Leah's anger management. <laughs> 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 as you can imagine so mm-hmm. first of all going over to facebook we have victoria who said oh i'm glad leah slapped that woman i hate that horrible message that was playing out <laughs> on the loudspeaker about being weak and strength and things that gave me the creeps uh and she said i'm glad andrew's safe it's the most he's spoken as well yeah it is actually the probably the most most lines andrew's had this week in one episode is it i don't know yeah yeah well, yeah, because he was quite not not wanting to say much, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, found yeah, his voice. He's, yeah, he's had to talk, hasn't he? Because he's had to phone <laughs> Leah and and you know say, "Come and help me." SOS. So Victoria, glad she slapped uh, Margot. Cat's also saying, "Loved it. Glad Andrew is safe." And what a slap it was. We were saying where well, it was very satisfying. That slap. <laughs> it was. It was yeah. a good slap. <laughs> I watched it a couple of times. <laughs> it was great. Uh, Kelly says, oh, Leah, you legend. That slap was amazing. Um, and Chad on Twitter also saying that that was a great slap and so well deserved. So lots of people are saying this. Um, Mark on Facebook actually saying that episode, and this, bearing in mind this was Monday before we saw any of the other drama that unfolded this week. Mark saying best episode he's seen in ages. So Absolutely. I, I wonder what Mark thought of the rest of the week. But yeah, on Monday, best episode Mark had seen in ages. So that's Colt, Slapgate, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I keep it every time you say Colt, I keep it a different C word. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's my <laughs> accent, is it? Colt, Colter. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that other similar word. I didn't say that, Mom, I promise. God, you can get me trouble with my mother. Sorry. Um, <laughs> not hard to say that word, not to say C word. Uh, Flick, right? Oh, God, we have to talk about Flick, don't we? Because oh my God, I mean, we've you've just heard us talk about it for a long time on the main segment, but amazing. So, what do other people think? Um, and I'll be honest, a lot of people are echoing what we said. I haven't seen any bad comments about the Flick storyline. Um, so Nikki on Facebook says, I'm agreeing with everyone's comments here because the threads were just full of praise for this storyline. I'll be honest. And she said tonight's episode so in the UK was heartbreaking i've watched this from the start i love this show but tonight's episode really made me cry jackie purvis's acting was absolutely brilliant as was the rest of the cast involved well done for tackling something so common and so devastating so yeah absolutely agree with you nikki yeah well said nikki 
That yeah, summed up everything that we're thinking, really, with that uh, comment, which was really helpful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, that. Was, if we'd have known that an hour ago. <laughs> that would have just three lines and done. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, really agree with that. So yeah. Holly on Twitter says, the reaction of Tani and Cash was just heartbreaking. What an upsetting storyline, but so well acted. Never leaving my drink unattended ever again. Wow, so, there yeah. you go. If, he was if saying you can just it, change it for one person. One person, yeah, absolutely. I'm loving that people are recognising this. I know, I was saying, this this standalone episode, mm. I think everybody needs to watch it. Yes, they do. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you like Home and Away or not, this is a storyline that can touch everybody, and it was pretty much self-contained in one episode, wasn't it? So, Yeah, let's start a petition to play that episode in schools. <laughs> yeah, it's important. It is important, <laughs> definitely, because there was so much. There was so much failure around what happened. You know, with other people not getting involved and not seeing, not helping, not you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. on the main main pod, but lots of lessons to be learned from this episode. Uh, Dame Lady Jazz, which is just a brilliant, brilliant name on the on Twitter. Oh, oh yeah, I love, <laughs> I love that. It's such a brilliant name. Um. So she says, Home and Away today was some of the most heartbreaking television I've ever seen. Shaken to my very core, poor flick. I said similar, didn't I? I said it's yeah. the best television I've seen in a long time. Like this yeah. this year, I haven't watched anything like it. Um, no. And, and I think the fact that everybody's feeling the same shows you how powerful it was. Yes, you know? Absolutely. Lots of people saying they were crying. So Betty on Facebook said, had me crying. It was heartbreaking. Denise said, sob my heart out. What fabulous acting. Um, Linda said, you know, thank you for um, raising such sensitive subjects. Best soap ever. Uh, Jamie on Twitter said, what a brutally emotional, emotional episode of TV. Um, and then someone else, Jeanette, saying, I actually cried during this episode. Let's hope she doesn't turn to drink again. Because that is the worry, isn't it? That what's going to happen to Flick now? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, our minds are turning to that now, aren't they? Like, yeah. where do we go from here? Um, what happens to those surrounding her? Like, mm. our minds are turning to that now, aren't we? And we're a bit like, hmm. Do you know what's funny? You and I didn't even talk about that. Sorry, no, I'm supposed not supposed to talk as much in this bit now. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Something's just come to mind. We've not discussed. Isn't this funny? And this is probably how how mad and how powerful the, the aftermath was. We haven't discussed who potentially the perpetrator is. Well, I'm just going to read you a comment from oh, somebody yeah, on. on Twitter because yeah. people haven't really been talking about who. No, no, I didn't really see that many comments saying who was the who did the hand belong to because we saw this mysterious hand as you said in the main podcast put, put something in her drink which and was it intended for Flick? You know, was it supposed to be for Brie? We've got these questions now, um, but nobody's really asking who it was. We have had had, had a look at talk about. You know, was was Flick the intended target? Should it have been Bree's drink? And somebody on Twitter oh, actually said, could it have been, um, could this involve Mercedes somehow? Because obviously we've seen that Mercedes and Bree have got some weird beef going on to do with Remy and how Mercedes obviously feels about Remy and all, all of that stuff. The things that he's completely oblivious about that we've already talked about in the main episode. 
Yeah. But somebody's actually saying, could Mercedes be involved? So, you know, is it supposed, was it supposed to be for Brie? Is she that evil? I can kind of see where they're coming from because we've been told, even before Mercedes rocked up in the bay, we were told by, by Eden, you can't trust her. She's a snake. Uh, she's manipulative. She's only out for herself. Could she stoop so low as to, to uh, organise somebody's drink to be spiked? I don't know. I hope not. Oh, can you imagine but, though? I know. I, I mean, is it, you know, and, and should it have been Brie instead of Flick? I mean, that's horrendous to think, isn't it? But mm. it's, it is out there as a theory, I'll be honest. People are talking about one it. So. To, one to watch because I'm also thinking Tane and Cash or Cash, one or the other, or both, could go down the whole anger. I'm going to mm. find him. Yes. Yeah. When when this you know when the dust settles, like mm. yeah, and that's that's a concern as well. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's very scary. I don't, I don't, I really hope it's not that, but I don't know what I hope it is. You know, because whatever cons- whatever comes out of this, it's going to be horrendous, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, I just hope it isn't Mercedes because that's just that's even worse. Um. And then one last comment on on Flick. So Emma Jane on Facebook said, I cried. Jackie Purvis was incredible. What a powerful storyline. And then onto the bomb, I actually can't cope. <laughs> I think, I feel, I think yeah. that speaks for all of us. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I just, I yeah, we just had this and then we had the bomb. So it was like, oh, my God, I can't breathe. Um, so onto the bomb while Emma, Emma Jane's raised it. So what have people been saying about the bomb? Now, Combing through social media, as you can imagine, the comments were quite similar. So there was a lot of, oh, my God, what an explosion. Oh, my God, poor John. They better not kill him off. You know, JP is a oh. very much loved character. Um, we know this because we ran a poll recently, didn't we, um, on our Twitter, asking people to sort of show us who their favourite characters were. And John has absolutely stormed ahead and he's won he's won the most popular character essentially yeah on the tear maker thing he yeah. did yeah he, he he never came lower than a really like i don't think he was either love or really like i don't think he came any lower than that he didn't have any votes lower um so he he's ended up being the most popular character which i'm not shocked about you know i think that's it probably echoes how we feel about him, doesn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So lots of the comments were, were people saying, no, not John. Not many were saying that about Rue, I'll be honest. <laughs> a lot of people were, were saying, please, not John Palmer. He's one of my favourites. Don't kill him off, etc." So that's that's lovely because obviously, um, you know, Shane deserves all that all that credit for his performance. He's, he's just brilliant. Yeah. But what I thought I would do is I'd choose some of the other comments to read out. So obviously there were lots of people praising the explosion, saying how amazing it looked on TV. I mean, it did. You, didn't, you know, we've posted the behind the scenes video on Twitter. People can go and have a look at that. It was an amazing explosion. And obviously people were concerned for, for John and for Rue. So rather than read out, you know, a, a thousand comments that are all saying the same thing, I thought I'd pick some that were slightly different to read you. Okay. Yeah. So... Andrew on Facebook said Rue sent the message the text message and it looks like she'll be the one to live with the consequences and I thought that was interesting because not many people are talking about this and like how Rue's ended up being basically the most badly injured out of this whole debacle and it was her that kind of escalated this I mean we don't know whether this guy would have 
you know, set this bomb off anyway, whether he they, whether they'd retaliated to the text messages or not, because he might just be a complete lunatic. But it is yeah, but also, interesting. It is interesting, but would they even know Rue existed? Like she was doing no, no, it no. from Marilyn's phone. No, they, oh. I don't think it's that. I think it's just that Rue has set off the chain reaction. It doesn't oh, yeah, matter yeah. Who, it, who it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rue, yeah, yeah. Rue's antagonised this person. He might not know it was Rue that antagonised him, but Rue's also the one that's been burned, literally. Oh, yeah. So is. it's mm. quite interesting from that point of view, isn't it? It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. But um, Denise was saying the police should have made more of an effort to find the caller or the texter, which is something we talked about on the main pod. It does feel yeah. like they've dropped a bit of a bit of a clangor here and I don't know what the consequences of that on cash really um whether there is going to be we talked about that on the main pod didn't we we did it's dropping clangers everywhere that fella and there's obviously missing paperwork yeah that was an interesting sort of blink and you miss it line I'll be looking out for that next week as well Mm. um I'll let you know if I hear any more (laughs) thank you Yeah, keeping an ear out for it specifically. Um, But there were people that didn't enjoy this storyline. So I thought I'd read these (sighs) ones out to you because a lot of people really did. And they were, you know, I think with this storyline, as we say on on this podcast a lot, you you had to jenny it, as we say. You had to just go with it. You know, you can't really apply real life logic and thinking to the show. If you did, you'd just turn it off, wouldn't you? (laughs) You just wouldn't watch it. Um, and I think some people are getting annoyed with this because it does feel kind of far-fetched and ridiculous. So I'll read you some of the comments out. So Shaz says, this storyline is totally ridiculous, as if a cosmetic company would send out a bomb. I mean, Home and Away has had a few ridiculous storylines lately, but this one, and then dot, dot, dot. I've loved this soap since day one when I was a kid at school. Those were the best days when life was life. Tom and Pippa were fostering. Alf and his bait shop. Get back to real stories. I I picked this one specifically for you. Just to wind me up. Go on. (laughs) Tell me your thoughts. Tell tell Shaz what you think of the comments. Shaz, if it was Tom and Pippa fostering kids and all, you know, stealing sweets from the shop, nobody would be watching it in 2023. Mm. There we go, Shaz. Got to compete with all the Netflixes of the world. Yeah. You know, competing for your attention. Yeah. We've got to blow some shit up every now and then. I've we have shit. to. And I think if you go back and watch that, because we know the first season, first two seasons are on Amazon, aren't they? Of Home and Away back back when mm. it first started. And I did start watching them, um, but it wasn't gripping me in the same way that it does, <laughs> it does now, I'll be honest. It was a bit like, oh, yeah, docks. Oh, yeah, wall of keys. Oh, yeah, towel for the caravan. You know, it's not it's not as exciting as it is nowadays. And I guess if that's what you want, then that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There, there, there is a place for that in a soap. Yeah. There, yeah is, yes. there really, really is. But I think the genre has had to move yes. with, the, with the TV landscape. And I think the more we accept that, the more we'll enjoy these shows. Like, yes. And it's not just Home and Away that has that discussion in its fan base. It's happening on, on the other soaps as well. You know, is, yeah, yeah. look, at there's a massive conversation about it on, with, with, with Coronation Street, mm. you know, and how it used to be one way. And nowadays it's like all far-fetched and stuff. We're the exact same on Home and Away. And yeah. if, if, if Coronation Street was still, um, you know, in the 70s, yeah. Stan and Hilda pegging washing out. No one would watch it. 
2023. So you've got you've got to move with the TV landscape. TV now the money that's pumped into it. These massive high budget drama shows. Those are what people are watching. And if you've got any chance of them watching you, you've got to get up there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and to get that new audience, which I think we need. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got to draw them in, and they're not going to be drawn in by the some of the oldest no. class, classic storylines. I don't think. I think you're right. No, too slow. They're too yeah. slow, and the two that kitchen stink that kitchen sink stuff is important. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm not dismissing it entirely. Like you need it. It helps build that community. You do. You do need it, but you you've got you, you the heightened stuff. You also need. Yes, they all play a role. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what personally I find I I quite like about Coronation Street is it does the it does the kind of chats in the pub really well. Just the mundane, you know, chats you have with your mates and the you know the kind of in jokes you have with them. It does that really well. But then it does do this serial killer random storyline, you know, which (laughs) keep if it was just the chats in the pub about Sally's hot tub every day, I'd be bored. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. But not everybody feels that way. So Craig said the way the the bomb was being passed around is pathetic. Why are the storylines becoming so mundane? And then uh, I think that's the thumbs down. But I'm not sure. It could be a middle finger. <laughs> the emoji is small. Now a bomb's mundane. Blimey. I know. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know whether I agree with that, but. Uh, Stuart then says nobody's opened the box when deliveries stopped arriving. Suddenly a box arrives, finding the story quite far-fetched and boring. Gosh, what does Stuart watch normally if he thinks this is boring? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then friend of the pod, Macca, on Twitter said, I'm really disappointed in this bomb. Uh, no way in a million years they, they'd survive that. After the brilliance of yesterday, which was the flick episode, um, mm. I thought that was poor. So not and everybody's a fan of this bomb. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's quite a mixed reaction to this. Mm. Yes. And it probably cost a lot of money and, and all the rest of it. But actually the more character driven episode, mm. you know, with you know, Felicity's assault, which was obviously all character led. It wasn't, you know, plot really. Yeah. Um and everybody was a landslide, loved it and praising mm. it. Isn't that funny? Um yeah that you don't always need yeah a big yeah. sort of stunt you know um actually a really well written really topical issue really yeah. well performed has people over more than that does quite yeah. interesting that actually i think it's a shame that they did both in the same week i think we i know that they did this because it was leading up to the finale season finale in um, or mid-season finale is it I can't remember in Australia yeah you know when, when they go for their break so I know they were doing it all to sort of tie in with that and I think for us because we're not having a break for the summer we have ours in the winter it's felt really strange that all of these things have happened in the same week and I think we we probably could have done with the Flick being one week the bomb being the next week Andrew being the next week to have that kind of like we yeah. say we're worried about next week being a bit flatter now because this week's been so mm-hmm. mad yeah. Um, uh, maybe it's that. Maybe it's one after the other, and you're comparing them more easily then because they're literally straight after one another. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Don't know. 
So that's what people thought of the bomb. But who do we think the bomber is? So obviously the, the obvious perpetrator is the CEO of Sunning Organics. All the videos that Marilyn and Kirby have been videoing or filming have been directed to him. You know, where are you, Mr. CEO? Come out, come out wherever you are. We're not scared of you. But we still don't really know for sure who sent the bomb. And as we said on the main episode, we've seen this shoulder man, um, you know, watching the videos. But we don't know who he is. And not everyone's convinced that this company would be so ballsy as to send a bomb with their own name written on the side. Mm -hmm. As somebody says, so Andrea on Facebook said, I'm intrigued. Why would a company fully dress the bomb in the company's name and logo? I think it's her daughter. So she thinks it's Heather, mm-hmm. which is one of our possibilities for her. <laughs> um, that would be good, though. It would be oh. good. <laughs> Harriet, Harriet echoes something you said recently, because you said, wouldn't it be good if the Vita Nova storyline was somehow intertwined with the Stunning Organics one? And, yeah. you know, the cult were behind the bomb. And Harriet on Facebook has said, I actually wondered whether Vita Nova and Stunning Organics were somehow linked it's a lot to have both storylines running alongside each other at the same time, dot, dot, dot. So, yeah, another one who thinks there's a possible link, which we don't know. There could be. Could be. They're definitely capable. That's mm. all I'll say. Mm. Evil enough, I think. Yeah. Uh. But Mark on Facebook has got a very left of field uh, <laughs> theory. <laughs> Mark says, this would be a very big twist in Home and Away history if it was Marilyn's son, Byron, and he never died at all and it's him behind the bomb now that would be insane because you and i have talked about byron and byron's death and how traumatic that was because we were quite young when that (laughs) happened and i don't think i'm ready for that mark i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) don't think i can handle it (laughs) yeah still still not over that whole storyline anyway that retcon might finish me off (laughs) that and the heather one would just be like no too, too much too much but we did run a poll, didn't we, on Twitter? Because we had our own wild... Oh, yeah. You and I had a bit of a text chat <laughs> over WhatsApp and we were like, right, if it's not Stunning Organics, who could it possibly be? And mm. we threw out some names, didn't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Should, <laughs> Got a bit I read out, read out the answers? Mm. Right, mm-hmm. the, these are wild, wild stories, wild theories. Um, so with 25% of... So the, the poll is actually two different polls. So poll one, because we couldn't get all the names in, in the same poll. So poll mm. one... With 25% of the vote, Flathead Fisher, revenge on his ex-wife. <laughs> Interesting theory. Uh, 6%, so not very many people went along with this. Judge Judgy Ruru uh, actually blew herself up. <laughs> yeah, she didn't, she didn't do it very <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> I think when we were talking about that, it was before we knew that Ruru was going to be in the car with the bomb. We thought yeah. maybe she's really annoyed that Marilyn didn't take the allergic reaction quite to, you know, the extent that she should have. The seriousness of, yeah. of it, you know. I told her to was, shut yeah. this business down and I'll show her. Mm. <laughs> you are your little friend. Uh, yeah, so no. Um, then Heather got 31% of that poll. Um, so people are more, you know, more likely thinking, more likely Heather than Flathead Fisher or or Judgy Judgy Ruru. But even more likely, even more likely than Heather, the winner of the poll is Madge Wilkins, the old <laughs> Colleen gossip friend. <laughs> I love that. So 
match. You, you're number one suspect in that poll, I'm afraid, love. What would Madge think? What would Madge think of that? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Oh dear, the elusive Madge. Love She's it. She's sitting there with videos of Marilyn stroking the cat. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. The evil cat. Yeah. God, how old is she now? About 150. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but there's not a thing she doesn't know about nobody. Oh, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and then poll two. So, poll two, we had neck and neck, 13% apiece. We've got Kieran, who's gone off the wagon. He's got drunk, <laughs> he's got drunk in the pot and shed and built a bar. <laughs> <laughs> when anything bad happens, we always say Kieran's got this somewhere in media. <laughs> I can't believe anybody voted for this. I thought it was just an injury between you and I about Kieran getting drunk in the potting shed. But 13% of the vote went to Kieran. 13% of the vote also went to Lancey, Colleen's son, that also used mm. to be uh, a Marilyn's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Mm. Another one out for revenge. And then the winner <laughs> of poll two, by quite a margin, 74%, Jet's wife-to-be, who I can't remember the name of her now. We haven't actually seen her on screen. But obviously we know that Marilyn's done all this stunning organics business uh, to try and raise money so that she can chip into Jet's wedding. And you mm. and I were talking on WhatsApp, and I think I said, wouldn't it be funny if Jet's wife was really annoyed that their names are being dragged all through the national newspapers and talking about the wedding and stuff. And actually she sent the bomb to shut her off. <laughs> but 74% of the vote went to that ridiculous theory. So I'm quite impressed. Yeah. People, uh, yeah. I'll tell you, got imaginations. People believe anything that we tell them, but <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh dear. I'm glad we can end this on a, on a bit of a lighter note anyway, because I think overall, I think it's been fair to say this week on Home and Away has been stressful, but it has been a yeah. brilliant, brilliant week of drama, hasn't it? And there's been a, quite a few comments, just generally people saying I've really enjoyed the drama. So Joe Lawrence said, really enjoying it this week, but a bit annoyed about how much they give away in the previews. Now, I agree because some of the trailers at the end of the episodes, I was trying to turn it off, but I couldn't look, look away. And then you you kind of see the car blow up and then immediately see that everyone in it is still alive. And you're like, oh, well, where's, where's the peril? <laughs> where's the drama where's this where's the shock and you know there isn't any so i agree with you joe um yeah bluebell ivy on twitter says the storylines have been fantastic at the moment and michelle says take me back to john and Alf arguing about the surf club wi-fi upgrade <laughs> <laughs> yes we need we need some some mundane comedy next week i think to get us through um, yeah. yeah definitely but it's really nice to see those comments people generally enjoying the show this week a lot of positive stuff especially about the flick storyline um which leads me on to my last point before we go so voting is open right now for the inside soap awards which is uh if you go to the website insidesoap.co.uk forward slash awards you can vote for the best daytime star and the category, sorry, the nominees in that category for Home and Away are Justin, Theo, Flick and Leah. So you can go and obviously if you've really enjoyed the Vita Nova storyline, if you've really enjoyed the Felicity uh, Attack storyline, go and vote and, you know, make sure that... let's get Jackie an award. Yeah, brilliant. So... Mm -hmm. Get on there. So insidesoapawards.co.uk slash awards. And it ends on Friday the 25th of August. Oh, not that long. Get your votes in. Oh. 
Thank you for listening. We will be back with more episode discussion from Summer Bay soon. Until then, join the discussion online at Coastal News Pod.